Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Come on in. Let's get started. Come on. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. This is My View on the View, a commentary podcast all about ABC's The View. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, our time together is about becoming better. And one of the most useful tools out there to become better in our everyday lives is personalized therapy. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with a therapist. So you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can start communicating with your therapist, guys, in under 48 hours. My Beyond the View listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MVOTV. That's BetterHelp.com slash MVOTV. Check the description box for the link. Thanks so much, guys, for being here. Listen, I told you the other day that we were going to kind of really hone in on Abby Huntsman because out of all the co-hosts who have recently left the show, she seems to really be the one, guys, who has really had an epiphany, not just about what they did wrong, but also where she could have been better. And I will tell you, I was listening to uh, the Behind the Tables podcast um, that she did with Sarah. And when she shared this tidbit of information that we didn't know and we had never heard, even when we were getting all the leaks when she quit, I was like, wow, all of us have had a moment on our jobs where we knew in that moment This is it. I'm leaving. I know I've had that experience. So take a listen as Abby shares with us and with Sarah what happened one week and the very next week she went ahead and she quit. That was a moment. That was a moment, I think, when I realized I was going to leave. I actually quit the next week is I I wrote not even people to show, but the, you know, higher ups at ABC. And I said, I I need I need a mental I need a day tomorrow. I never took a day off ever. I, I was always I always showed up. And I said, I, I just, something has happened emotionally. I need to take a day for me. And it was absolutely not. There will be rumors. You need to come back. And at that point, I thought, you know what? The, the people that were in charge at the time, yeah. they were not helping or protecting me. And my dad gave me the best advice. He said, you are the only one that can determine your future or else they will do it for you. And I realized the moment, right now, they have control of all this. And so I, that's when I, I had to say I had to go. But Yeah. Can any of you think of like a prior job you had where there was something that happened and right then you were like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. Let me share a personal story. I remember this, this, this particular incident. This is actually when I was working with abused children and neglected families and, you know, just all these things where you, you're constantly getting um, empathy and sympathy fatigue. You know, you're just like cared out. You just can't do it anymore. Well, we had had, um, well, I, I lived in one city and I worked in another city. And so that city where I worked, they had had a horrible storm like the night before. It was just really, really bad. Like power lines were down, but I still had to go into work and I had tried to take off and my boss was like, no, you, you, you got to go in. So I, I was driving in the city and as I was driving, I came down this little country road and there was a tree blocking the road like you could not get down there 
And I had to see that particular family that day. Like we had to find out, are they okay? Are the kids okay? Because they lived in a little remote part of the city. And um, as I sat there in my vehicle watching, because the the road crew was there and they were trying to cut the tree and get it out of the way. As I just sat there, guys, watching them, I knew in myself, this is it for me. I cannot do this anymore. I just can't. And so I was like, okay, okay, I got to quit this job. I got to quit this job. And, you know, the advice always is because we're not like Abby Huntsman, right? We're not rich. We don't come from rich families. At least most of us don't. So we have to truly work for a living, right? I, I remember thinking to myself, okay, I don't have another job. And, you know, the advice always is never quit one job unless you have another one. But I will tell you, I've been in a, just a few, maybe one or two situations with jobs throughout my life where it was so stressful and so horrible. And when I say horrible, I just mean the stress of it. I was like, I'm quitting. I don't care if I have another job. I got to get out of this now to preserve my own sanity. And so I will tell you, I knew in that moment. So share with us in the comments if you feel if you feel like sharing. What was the moment for you, like what Abby had, where you're like, okay, if they're not going to allow me to care for myself, this is it. I'm out. Now, I want to give a few tips as I end the podcast, um, because very often all of us get these warnings like this job isn't for you. This job isn't for you. All these little things will be happening on a job and we'll stay there very often because we need the money, because we don't have another job. And things just kind of snowball until finally either we get fired or because we're not doing a better job, the best job we can, or we're coming to work, we're taking off a lot of days because we're just so burned out, right? Um, Let me just share with you a few things. Number one, I will say this, trust your instincts. Trust your instincts. Remember I said last week when we were talking or, or a few days back, you know, sometimes, which is what I think happened to Abby, we look at a job from afar and we think, oh my God, I would love to do that job. I would love to have that career. I'd love to be able to work, you know, in that building with this company. And then, you know, we get the opportunity and we find out, wait a minute, this is nothing like what I thought it was. So uh, number one for me in terms of giving advice and tips in this area is trust your instincts. Once you get in a job and you see, let's just say you've been there a week and you see, wait a minute, this isn't for me. Don't stay for two or three months. Don't stay for two or three years if you can. Okay, like you can leave, leave. You know, I understand a lot of you have children and it's a situation where you just got to just do what you got to do. Yeah, I understand that. But the majority of us are not in those type of situations. Um, I would say trust your instincts. Okay. the second thing I would say in a situation like that is. Let's just say you have one of those moments, whether you've been there three months or a week and you realize this ain't it for me. If you can't leave immediately, you need to at least start planning your exit. Like when you get home that night, get through doing what you need to do, you need to make a plan for a new job search. Like I'm going to job search every Tuesday. I'm going to job search. I'm going to take off a work once every two weeks in job search because all of us know looking for a job is a full-time job in itself. So at least start planning your exit. And then finally, I will say, which is also something that Abby talked about during that entire conversation with Sarah, is this, you know, listen, um, get counsel from those that you that you know love you and care about you. You know, in Abby's case, she had her mom and her dad. And so she went to them and she talked to them as she told us right there. Her dad gave her some really great advice. They're in control. And as long as, you know, they're running, you know, you're going to, you know, basically your happiness can't depend on someone else. You've got to take charge of things. And so I will just say that too. 
make sure that you have one if you can, two people who you can go to and say, listen, this is what's happening on this job and I don't know what to do and see what advice they give, right? I remember um, when I worked in human resources, I actually didn't start in that job. I was the secretary to a guy and, you know, they said I did a really good job and they were looking for someone to be over uh, human resources. I had zero human resources experience, but I was really good with people, right? Because I've always been observant of people's behaviors, right? And so when you do that, you normally are good with people because you know how to work with people. And so they sent me to this flew me out to this um, place where they trained me like for a few days, okay, which is not was not enough training, but I was so excited to get the job, I didn't care. And so, because it was going to be a little bit more money, and I was going to have an office, my own office, and whereas before I shared a cubicle with somebody. And so I remember when I was sitting in that training thinking, I'm not going to like this, <laughs> but the money was good, you know? And so I took the job and when I tell you guys that job stressed me out so bad, I, um, back then I was single and dating and the boyfriend I had at the time, uh, every day I was just like, Oh, they're doing this. And I remember calling a very close friend of mine and she said, the bottom line is this, this job ain't for you and you need to quit. It's not for you. And when she said that, I was like, Oh, you know, wake up call. And she was like, do you trust God or not? Because I was like, with the money, and I was going to do this and do that, and I plan to do this. And she said, but do you trust God? If this ain't for you, do you think God would put you in a position where you're so stressed out every day, you're crying every other week about something, you're working all kinds of late hours, you never have time for yourself, you know, you leave there and you're working at home, so the work never stops. And so hearing from a trusted friend, you know, like who's on the outside looking in really helped me, you know, gain perspective, which is what helped happened here with Abby, her, her parents, her father in particular gave her perspective. So that would definitely be a tip too. So guys, listen. You know, Abby wasn't missed. We can just tell the truth. She wasn't missed when she quit the show because a lot of people didn't feel she, you know, really made an impact there anyway. And that's normally what happens when we're somewhere we really shouldn't be. All right. We very often don't make an impact, but it makes an impact on us in stress and toxicity and all those things. Um, but I will say it was really good to hear that she has gained a lot of perspective and that she's willing to tell the truth about what really happened there. We know that a lot of these people, when they do, they do it in a very bitter way, kind of like Rosie O, um, you know, kind of like some of the others. Every time they talk about the show, they run it down in the ground. But this wasn't the spirit of Abby. She just told the truth. It wasn't, you know, pretty, but she didn't run the show down. She just simply said, this is what happened to me. And I will tell you, I really enjoyed this conversation. And you and I are going to connect again on some other things that she and Sarah talked about during that Behind the Tables podcast, because it was really eye-opening. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. This is My View on the View, a commentary podcast all about ABC's The View. I'll talk to you on the next one. Here we go, here we go again Trying hard but you wanna be my 